How to Process Grief series. I am Christy Bundekumar, Dr. B, psychiatric nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience, and I am doing a series on how to process grief. At the same time, I am personally going through 45 days of grief. And so in this series, I am actually researching, you know, uh, clinical theories on grief. I am going to read books. I am going to look into other cultures and religions and how they grieve. And so the whole series will be more educational on grief, but I'm also personally going through it. So um, if you don't know, I have uh, actually lost three children and one most recently, only 10 and a half months ago. And so I've made this choice to, to publicly grieve. So today I want to actually review a book that I enjoyed reading. And I do think that it would be helpful for someone going through grief. It is called Moving Through Grief by Dr. Kubaki. And it actually uses um, ACT therapy or theories around that. So ACT stands for Acceptance and uh, Commitment Therapy, which I really like. It stems from a cognitive behavioral model, um, and it has some very specific things that were helpful for me. So it's really great when I when things can be helpful for me. Sometimes when you've been in practice for 20 plus years, you kind of think you know about things. Um, and so in this series, I'm actually trying to receive as I'm studying. So uh, acceptance commitment therapy has kind of six components that it talks about. Acceptance, which um, if you follow me often, you know that this is kind of a trigger word for me, but I really like the way this author presented it in this grief book. Cognitive uh, diffusion, and this is kind of trying to distance yourself from the uh, emotions and pain and thought. Being present um, is the third component of this ACT type therapy. Self as context is another component that's like where you are kind of looking outside of yourself at the whole situation and trying to look at that uh, logically um, and more of an advisory role in your own life. Number five is values, and number six is committed to action, which I absolutely love. That's what the whole Mentally Strong Method is about, power of choice, um, you know, committed to action. Those are the same, you know, kind of concepts of I am going to continue to work through these things. I am going to get better. So <clears throat> I definitely, if you're struggling with grief, I do think ACT type therapy would be beneficial. Um, like I said, the acceptance piece uh, is often a trigger word for me. As someone who has lost children, I think there is absolutely no way I will accept this. But I really like the way this is presented because it's not about accepting this as, you know, uh, good or um, beneficial. It is about accepting the pain. And we often don't want to feel pain. We live in a culture where we have a headache, we take a pain pill, we, you know, we are all often trying to suppress or avoid pain. And 
in the, the pain of grief, you can't avoid it. It will come up in other ways. And so the acceptance piece here, the way she really was able to um, communicate that in the book was accepting the pain, which if you follow my story, you know, I am going to turn my pain into purpose. I have accepted the reality of this pain. And so um, she kind of changed that trigger word for me to um, to be more accepting of that word. Like, I can accept that this is my reality. I can accept the pain. I will not avoid it. Um, I also like the, you know, component of being present. You know that I'm, you know, continually trying to be present. One of the big takeaways for me in her book was making choices based on values. Okay. And oftentimes I have thought of values being, you know, what's right and wrong. And the reality is, is that each of us have different priorities on our values and, you know, making sure that we are making our decisions in line with our personal values, the priorities and our personal values. And so that really allowed me to kind of self-evaluate. One was a, a really big emotional charge behind in that I have always put value on family. Um, I was, I, you know, my, my birth family, my marriage, my adopting five children, having my two children, like family was super important to me. And currently I'm, I'm struggling with that. Both of my biological children and one of my adopted children are gone. Um, I have had kind of some back and forth in my relationship with, with two of my adopted children. And so, you know, there's almost a part of me that just wants to give up on family. Like my family doesn't exist anymore. Right. And so it, you can hear it in my voice. It's actually kind of causing me to choke up a little bit, but family is important to me. So I do need to figure out how to actually make choices, uh, with those, those values. So some of the other things that came up for me was I am, uh, I value connection. I, I value connection with people. I value kindness. Um, I value connection with God. And so, and I do think I make a lot of decisions with those things in mind, but I also, Sometimes when I, I value those things so much that sometimes I value them more than maybe the other people that I think I'm connecting with. And so kind of acknowledging why those things hurt me, um, you know, just even little things at work or someone not liking me, you know, that's something that I've tried to work through, but it's not so much I, I need everybody to like me. I value connection. And if I think I have a connection with you, I, I think that you should like me. And so that was very helpful for me. And if you know the mentally strong method, you know that 
grief is just one category. And what happens oftentimes, especially in grief and trauma, or with many things, is that all of the categories get enmeshed and we're thinking that everything is as associated with that, right? And as I'm working through these things, I was able to really separate, okay, there, there's behaviors and choices that impact my mood, but my grief is separate. Um, and I am going to continue to take that time for my controlled grief. I do, I do think that this book was beneficial. Um, I didn't do a lot of the like, um, assignments and practical things. I think mostly because I've done similar things as I'm working through, uh, but lots of good ideas here and this kind of accepting the pain and committing to action of self-improvement, turning that pain into purpose. One of the quotes from the book that resonated with me was pain is inevitable struggle is a choice and that really i'm still kind of meditating on that statement because i think it's profound and being able to and i talk about this in the mentally strong method all the time separating that pain of grief from everything else that's going on because when we allow it to compound and when we ruminate on the negative that's when we struggle and I, I honestly struggle, right? But that kind of made me take a step back and put struggle in behaviors and choices and, again, keeping my grief separate. Another statement um, quote that was in the book is that feelings are not facts. They're just information. And for myself and for many of us, we, you know, we're empaths, we feel our, our pain and our emotions very vividly. And when we are, you know, going through our day-to-day life, sometimes it is, you know, we, we want to process every little thought and feeling. And this is, the statement really kind of said that this is information that you know, is part of the big picture, but not every single feeling is like a fact. So, um, those were the two kind of quotes that I really took away from this and, um, moving through grief, let's turn our pain into purpose. Let's have what we call that post-traumatic growth and continue to learn and teach how to grieve because I, have figured out and will continue to improve in my mental strength. And I truly believe that you are mentally strong.